What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-V and Toyson Ford, the Festivus edition of the podcast. If you're not familiar with Festivus, you probably never watched Seinfeld. It's usually on December 23rd, but we're doing it a little bit day earlier. It is the airing of grievances. Brandon Berg, our good buddy Brandon Berg, and I usually do it on the uh, on the radio uh, every year on the radio show. So we're giving you our airing of grievances for this episode of the podcast. That's that's the that's the whole gist of this episode of the podcast airing of grievances. So let's let's get at it. Let's let's get going here. Brandon, Brandon's going to start. Brandon, you're up, man. All right, my first Festivus grape of the year people who say there's too many college bowl games look what we've seen already in the bowls we've seen college college nobody's watching because there's too many brandon no no come on they're watching what else are you gonna do in like a tuesday afternoon work not you you get done like one (laughs) but come on Watching Western Kentucky and Old Dominion. Watching Western Kentucky make a big comeback and celebrate by making angels into pieces of toast that are on the ground. Later on, we're going to have some some lucky team in, that wins the Pop-Tarts Bowl take bites out of a live Pop-Tart mascot. This is what I live for. This kind of stuff. No. Bring it. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. No. Someone, Some coach is getting Duke's Mayo dumped on him. No. This is the good stuff. No. A pox onto you, sir. <laughs> that look you just gave me actually gave me a, uh, I'm afraid of my life right now. <laughs> there are not too many bowl games. Do you know how many there are off the top of your head? 40? I don't know. I'm just asking. Do you know? There's around 40. Okay. All right. So that's my first grievance. Your your first grievance is to the people who think there yeah, are too many Yeah, my first grievance is to the idea that there's too many bowl games. All right. All right. So just... All right. Would you like to see more? Would you be in favor of more? No, I think we're at a good number right now. What if they add more? Then will that be turned into a grievance for you because then there's too many? Potentially, but that also depends if they add more teams to the Division One level. Okay. Or the FBS, I should say. All right. All right. I do know a few people, a few people who've played in bowl games that have said there is too many. But I... Uh, to me, when it comes to bowl games, because I talked, you know, Bob even said yesterday there's too many, um, and like he doesn't watch them. Or I, I don't want to say he said there's too many. He's like he doesn't pay attention to them. These early ones, and I think that's easily too. There's too many. I'll watch them. Like I was watching the Ohio one last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you know of somebody, or you know somebody who knows somebody, then I'll watch them. You know, I'll, I'll watch them over there. But. I was trying to get a rise out of you, and that's the closest I've ever gotten a rise out of you with that one. Yeah. The fact that you said a pox on me. A pox. That, uh, that kind of hurt. That that kind of hurt. This coming from the guy that put me on his list. <laughs> uh, I am going, I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier. The Dodgers right now. Um, you know, maybe not the Dodgers. It's Baseball is turning into a rich man's game. You know, it, it's a rich man's game right now. Mid, or, uh, I was going to say Michigan. Milwaukee will never be able to compete with that. I don't care if they get a new owner. They're still never going to be able to compete with that. I don't care. It's media market. It's media size. It's TV revenue. It's all that sort of stuff. Milwaukee is not all of a sudden going to turn to L.A., New York, and Chicago in, in terms of media size. It's not. So 
you can get in a new owner. You can get an owner that's got more of a bank worth in there. It's still not going to be able to compete with the Dodgers or the Cubs or New York or anything like that. This is getting out of control now. I think the whole deferred money thing needs to be looked at. Now that the fact that Otani is getting all that deferred, CBA says nothing about it. It's too late to change it. That's frustrating on my part because I think you're going to see more players do that now. Hey, we'll defer it because I'm going to get all this endorsement money anyways. And then when I'm not playing baseball or when I stink at baseball, I'm still going to get paid $68 million per year. They can't go back on it now. We already know the baseball and the players association like dislike each other. That's like the worst relationship out there between the organization between sports franchises or sports owners and their players unions. Baseball is the worst one right now. So I think right now it, it stinks being a baseball fan because it is a rich person's game right now. It's a rich owner's game right now. Doesn't mean they're necessarily gonna win and yes David versus Goliath thing here. But it puts a sour taste in your mouth, and you're like, oh, why should I get excited for the upcoming season now? Nothing to get excited about. So, there you go. Are you going to continue your tradition with Rob Manfred? I actually gave well, kind of. Okay. I was going to say, I kind of, I mean, I gave him a pass. Normally, I just have him on here anyway. Yeah. He is, like, on my Festivus list emeritus yeah. forever. But I didn't necessarily specifically spot shadow him. Okay. So my next one, and it actually was one that I was reminded of actually last Saturday, last Sunday, which is players celebrating touchdowns before they get in the end zone mm. because of obviously what we nearly had in the uh, T- Tampa Bay-Green Bay game yep. with David Moore. And how much that just annoys me because, obviously, I was kind of hoping t- he would that would that would stand. But at the same time, there was a good amount of me that was kind of hoping it would get reversed mm-hmm. because that just annoys me. Like, it just, I don't know. It, to me, it just speaks to a lack of situational awareness. Yeah. Like you can't wait the extra half a second. Like really, you 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 need to start your you need to start your you know not original nobody cares dance. You know, two feet before the end zone. Mm-hmm. Like it just, I don't know. To me, that's just it shows a lack of common sense. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, Dave Moore is thankful that did not cost his team because that could have been a very big turning point of that game had old that been Don the football. Beebe. The old Don Beebe, yeah. Leon Lett. Yep. Yep. Wait till you get to the end zone, then dance however you want to. I don't care then, but make sure you're in there first. Right. Uh, since you brought up that game, I'll bring up my grievance. It kind of relates to one texter uh, who said this a little bit earlier. My grievance is to everybody who thinks Matt LaFleur should be fired. Shut up. <laughs> Just stop. Okay? Stop. I mean, for for crying... Did he mess up the defensive corner one? Yeah, he, he's he's messed up this decision. There, there's no doubt about it. I would agree with that. But is that a fireable offense? No. It's it's not a fireable offense. Is his job going to be on the line for next year with his next hire? Yes, it will. He's not getting fired after this year. Reading some of the comments on social media Ooh. about this is unbearable. Unbearable seeing this thing. And the thing that just gets me is... You know, his first three years of success, right? Most wins, all that sort of stuff. Now it's those people saying, well, that was Aaron Rodgers. Those same people were the ones saying Aaron Rodgers was done and over the hill and get him out of town. Now you're crediting him with all the three years of success in there and with the you know lack of playoff success. Now you're saying, before you were saying it was Aaron Rodgers can't win the big game. Now you're saying it's Matt LaFleur that can't win the big game. 
Stop with your stupid flip-flop and back and forth in this whole thing. It's so frustrating right now. The biggest question this team had heading into the season was what? Is Jordan Love going to be the future starting quarterback? That was the number one question. And that was tasked on who? Matt LaFleur. Brandon, you're a Vikings fan. Does Jordan Love look like a starting quarterback right now? He looks like a starting quarterback, yes. Yes, he looks like a starting quarterback right now. Matt LaFleur was the one who molded, was responsible, was tasked to do that. And right now, the offense, dare I say, do you have more confidence in the offense right now than the defense that has more veterans on there? I've got more confidence in the offense with rookie wide receivers and Jordan Love now. And that's a credit to Matt LaFleur. Yes, you can blame him for the defensive coordinator thing, but don't blame him that you know for the entire operation of this team. This team literally is two wins away, two winnable wins away, from tying last year's record with that whole veteran team led by Aaron Rodgers and whatever and such. You got to you, you seriously. If you had Super Bowl aspirations for this year, I I I appreciate the enthusiasm and I appreciate the dedication of it. But let's lower the bar here a little bit. Did we all get a little excited after beating Detroit and beating Kansas City and like okay, starting to drink a little bit more of the Kool Aid? Yep, I did it too. But come on now. Let's let's be a little realistic in this thing. Matt LaFleur gets fired, I guarantee you he gets hired the next day by another team. So slow the roll. All right, Brandon. Go ahead. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers and I love Festivus. We've been doing this for a number of years now and I love Festivus. I love it almost as much as Aaron Rodgers loves attention. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers, my next one is just quarterback injuries. Okay. So many quarterback injuries this year. Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. Yep. Anthony Richardson, you know, just so many. Like, it's a bummer. It's just one of those years where it just seems like there's so many. And I saw a big list of them before, and I thought about saving it just to read out here. But, I mean, you know yeah. who's out there and who's getting hurt. Like, yep. it's just no fun. Like, obviously, the NFL is a much better place when your best players are out there. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate, especially that, you know, with some of them that came earlier on that, you know, a lot of things we didn't get to see that we were kind of hoping we would. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just, just it's just one of those years where just all the quarterback injuries and, like, uncle, like, stop. There's, I'm going to tag along on that one. It's not one of mine, but I'm going to add to yours if you're done. The whole narrative, too, of people, fans saying injuries happen all the time, next man up, it's no excuse. To a certain extent, there it, it, if you suffer some major injuries – to your best players or a lot of players, yeah, you're, 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 the product's going to suffer on your team. Right. It's not, well, you know. Every co- every backup quarterback is in case came in 2017. Right. That's or, a special, rare occurrence. Exactly. Or Nick Foles. Yeah. You look at. In 2017. <laughs> you look at the division leaders right now, Brandon. Their starting quarterbacks have been there from, from week one. That's not a coincidence. And I feel like a lot of times people just use that as a crutch. As an excuse, injuries happen to everybody. It's great Green Bay won the Super Bowl forty five and they had all those injuries. But did they have an injury to Aaron Rodgers that year? They didn't have an injury to Aaron Rodgers. Did they have an injury to Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, you know, the pivotal players that no. Did Frank Zombo and Eric Walden play good roles? Yes, they did. Clay Matthews was a defensive player of the year, runner up finisher that year too. You know, they still had contributions from their main Charles Woodson was still playing. <laughs> you know, those guys were still playing. So yes, injuries happen. They are a part of the game. Next man up. But there are at times when it's just too much is too much to overcome. Right. 
And I think sometimes that gets lost in the conversation. So I was just piggybacking off nope, that. No, no, I, I think that's a good addition. Um, I told people that they had to be a little bit more creative because let's just chalk this one up for everybody. But I'll, I'll, I'm, I had it on my list because I'll speak for a majority. Joe Barry, <laughs> I appreciated what you tweeted out too uh, after after the game. Uh, your your GIF, GIF, whatever. We're, we're, yeah, I, I was trying to find the right way to do it because I didn't want to totally piggyback off you because I want to make it feel like I was like picking on you or something because mm-hmm. I wasn't. But I was just like, oh no, that makes sense. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll just you know do it my own way, which is a which is a clip from the the great uh, movie The Mighty Ducks. Yep, where Gordon Bombay gets fired, mm-hmm. and uh, it's Duckworth n- Ducksworth telling him to collect your personal belongings, Gordon. Yeah, and I hope you know Joe Barry would respond by saying. Yes, sir, Mr. Ducksworth. Quack, quack, quack. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> Gordon, uh, stop quacking. <laughs> um, my thing is with, with Joe is like, not that he's still there or anything like that. It's like, at what point are you going to realize that what you're doing is not working? Your your, your scheme, your mindset, your goal is not working. We're 16, 15. We're in the week 16. It's not working. Great. Patrick Mahomes has the lowest quarterback rating of any defense corners against Joe Barry. But why is it that Tommy DeVito and now Baker Mayfield have won Player of the Week awards when going up against you? You. This is your third run as, as the defensive coordinator. Okay, You've been in the league for how many years? At what point do you realize, I've got to switch some things up. I've got to change it up. And one of my things... I did. I keep bringing this up, but I did a little homework. I looked at snap counts for for defensive players. Okay, for premier pass rushers, Max Crosby is uh, outside. Is he's not normal. He's got a few games where he's got a hundred percent. But even the T.J. Watts, the Micah Parsons, the Miles Garretts, those guys consistently eighties, nineties. The most, and I'm not counting the first few weeks for Rashawn Gary because he was on a snap count. The most he has played has been seventy percent of the snaps which was against the giants he is now getting paid as a top paid edge rusher in this league that guy should be out there 80 some percent of the snaps he wants to be out there almost every snap i understand rotations and keeping everybody fresh in that but when you've got a guy of rashawn gary's caliber that we have seen and now he's getting paid that you got to keep him out there, he, and it's not just Rashad, like he's got. It's it's kind of weird when you look at it, when you break it down. It's literally Brandon 70-30-60-40. When Press and Rashawn are out there, it's like sixty. Some games at sixty. Then Kiki, Enoch Barry, and Lucas Van Ness is forty. Next week at seventy thirty. There's a pattern. And I even went back to Mike Patton when they had Zadarius and Preston. Those guys were in the eighties and the nineties percent. You got game wreckers. Get them out there as much as possible. You don't always have to have. Well, it's so and so's turn. This isn't kindergarten. You know, it's so and so. It's Johnny's turn on the monkey bars. Get your best players out there more, more, as much as possible. Honestly, and I'll I'll make it quick here. The whole Joe Barry thing reminds me a lot of what the Vikings went with last year with um, Ed Downtel, mm-hmm. where Vikings fans were very frustrated about it because. 
again, like you said with Joe Barry, he was dead set on, this is what we're doing because this is what I want to do. I will not change what I do. It is up to you to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And similar, you know, kind of in some ways similar to that, you know, Fangio style of we're going to make teams nickel and dime us down the field, but we're not doing it well, and so teams are, you know, quarter and silver dollaring us down the field instead. Right. And eventually, well, Adante lost his job. Yep. And Joe Barry's going to lose his job. After getting beaten up by, amongst other teams, the New York Giants. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, all right. All right, my next one, and this was one I actually kind of noticed when I was at the Badger Gopher game on the sidelines. Media timeouts. Like, the amount of them. Like, it's just crazy. To me, it was just crazy where it was like, hey, here's a touchdown. Okay, let's take a media timeout. All right, here's a kickoff that goes in the end zone timeout. You know, all right, let's take another timeout. Like, to me, if you're you're a politician and you want to really, like, get me on board with you, you should go on the platform of double media timeouts during, you know, after a touchdown are illegal. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. It's yeah, just, they're getting, and I get it. You got to get your sponsors in. I know, that, but, but still. It's still, it's like, I, I feel like there should be a better, better, There's a better way. way. There's a better way. There's got to be a better way. There has to be a better way. Um, My uh, last one before I'm, I'm going to go with uh, go with you is the Detroit Pistons. How the hell is it possible to lose 25 games in a row? When you had, and then you not only that you you made Monty Williams the highest paid coach, which was your first mistake. I like Monty Williams. I think Monty Williams is a good coach, is a solid coach. But what in your right mind thought, hey, we're going to make him the highest paid coach, and then you followed up by losing twenty five games in a row? That's like impossible. They started two and one. Yeah, their last one was in October. Brandon, How, what? They're what, what are you doing right now? Like, what is going on to to lose twenty? Five games in a row, and they see that that roster they lost to from the Jazz last night. Yeah, the team was out. Right, you got. So, I think I Cade think Greg Cutting- Ostertag like played fifteen minutes off the bench that game. Cade Cunningham's a good player. Detroit's got some nice young players. Ah, uh, you know, if I'm a Detroit fan, thank God for the Lions right now. And when was the last time we said that about Detroit fans? Thank God they have the Lions. Because the Pistons stink, the Tigers stink. I mean, it's bad. Last time they were legitimately good was the Bad Boys. The Pistons? Yeah. No, 05, the most boring. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the most, most boring, boring yeah. NBA Finals ever. Where he, I saw this, too. They're starting five. None of them are in the Hall of Fame. I think Ben Wallace is now, I say Ben, ben Wallace, Wallace is now. Yeah. So that's an old graphic, yeah, because yeah. Ben Wallace is in there. Yeah. But Larry Brown, you know, it was just a solid team. But most boring NBA Finals ever. Is that 05 or 06? No, it was 05. 04, they beat the Lakers, right? And the Spurs beat them in 05. So, but, come on now. Come on. Just ridiculous. That's that's pathetic. And the thing is, is like, I I think you have to try to lose that many games in a row. You have to try to do that. And it's embarrassing. Okay, Brandon. All right, my penultimate Festivus airing of grievances. And it's really the only, I mean, honestly, this is probably the last point time I'm probably going to want to touch base on this. It is something I noticed coming out of the fallout of the whole Craig Council of Chicago thing. Oh, yeah. I was, okay, here we go, yeah. So in the fallout, you know, there was kind of, the, you know, everyone kind of went through the, you know, the, the stages of it where, you, you know, the five stages of grieving, whatever it is, and, you know, anger, whatever. And then eventually there was, like, bargaining and acceptance. Yeah. 
And the one thing I really noticed about it was once it was kind of like apparent, okay, this is happening, yada, yada, a lot of people brought up Craig Council's record in the playoffs. You know, he'd won like one of his last nine, whatever it is, and that's fair. But I thought it was a little bit unfair that people brought this up as a barometer for Craig Council, but they didn't bring it up as a barometer to the players that the fans so desperately want this team to keep. We can't trade Corbin Burns. Well, why not? Isn't Wasn't he a part of that same group that went 1-8 in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Well, we can't get a, of an injured Brandon Woodruff. Well, wasn't he a pitcher on that team for, obviously not this year, but most of that? Right. Well, we can't trade Willie Adamas. Oh, we, 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 we got to make sure Christian Yelsey is wrong. Weren't all those players at the center of all of that as well? Why do you hold the coach to that standard, but not the players that were out playing on the field? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's... One of the things I've learned in sports, and it's really kind of one of my prevailing theories about sports in general, is when things are going well, the players will always get more credit. When things are going badly, it's always the coach's fault. Mm -hmm. When the truth is, it kind of lies somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I think that... that, And I think part of that was just simply people coping with it. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, you you know... Oh, you know, whenever someone leaves, whether it's, you know, a coach, a player... An X. Oh, they weren't that good anyway. Right, yeah. Oh, they, they actually, you know, it wasn't really that good. Well, okay, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yep. And uh, that was just something that kind of frustrated me with people. Mm-hmm. Like, just seeing how quickly they were to kind of blame one part of what was a full equation on why something didn't work. Well, there was quite a few Brewers fans, too, that wanted Council gone before he actually left. Correct. You, you know, and I never quite understood that either. Never quite understood that, but all right. So that was your last one. That, no, that was my second to last one. Okay, why don't you go again? Because I'm saving since you are my last. I one, guess okay. I'm, I'm gonna my last one. This is my biggest one of the year. All right, my biggest one of the year is antiquated MLB TV rules mm. because, and this goes back about four years, because there are a lot of people in this state that cannot that cannot watch the Milwaukee Brewers for one reason or another, and that's disappointing to me. Because as a entity, you should want to make your product available to as many people as possible. Yet Major League Baseball makes it really tough to be a baseball fan. It should not be easier to watch the Milwaukee Brewers in Malibu than in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And the the whole RSN stuff right now is just an absolute nightmare. Like, if you want to watch the Brewers on you know you, cable, you need like two providers. Otherwise, you're you have no chance. You, it's it's just so frustrating. Like I just think of the example back in 2019. I'll use my dad as an example. He had gotten a cable service because, in part, they had the Brewers. He specifically asked, "Hey, I can watch. Can I watch the Brewers?" Yes, you can. Yep, 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 yep. One month after he got that cable service, that provider went into a dispute, mm-hmm. and so he called and was like, "Hey, I thought I could do this." He's like, "Oh, sorry." But you guess who's guess who's still locked into a two year contract? Yeah, and there's a lot and there's a lot of other people like in obviously with the way you know things are going right now with TV and court cutting and the idea it's getting expensive and I don't I don't blame people if they say look I just I can't do that like it shouldn't be that hard to be able to you know be a fan it's not that hard to be a fan of you know obviously NFL is a little bit different basketball is still a little bit different too because not every day and obviously being a Bucks fan there's a fair amount of games on like national TV and stuff but. Mm-hmm. I truly believe it's hurting the product. I truly believe for the Brewers, it's it's costing them as far as fandom goes. Because a lot for a lot of people, it's out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you don't see the brewer, you're not watching the brewers every night. You can still listen to them on the radio, including right here. Mm-hmm. But you know, for a lot of people, if you're not watching them and seeing them on on TV on on, on you know every night because baseball is an everyday you know meet thing, you just kind of you know it's just not as you know important to you. You, you kind of mm-hmm. forget about it. Yeah. And to me, that's frustrating that. Major League Baseball is relying on these rules, uh, these blackout rules that are like 30 years old. Updated at some point. Let the people that want to watch your watch your team watch your team. Watch like, your product. Yeah. Like, uh, that seems like to be a very basic business model. Mm-hmm. People, when people want to use your product, you make it easy for them to use your product. Mm-hmm. But it's just frustrating. Yeah. All right, Brandon. <coughs> My final... My fi- are you standing up? What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, okay. My final airing of grievances. I'm going to the college football world. Last uh, last Friday, we made some bowl picks. Okay. And uh, lo and behold, when I looked at the standings here, somebody who is, I'm not counting Jake because Jake didn't make any picks, but somebody who is tied for the worst record is in first place. It's true. That would be Brandon Berg. That's true. And it's because Brandon Berg had to incorporate confidence points. Of course I did. In this I said this from the get-go. It's not my fault you can't read. This is my area grievance, okay? Not yours. I will shut your mic off, okay? This is mine. (laughs) Whoever has to incorporate confidence points is... That is the, the lamest thing in the world, Brandon... Because you're not confident in your picks, man up and just make straight up picks, okay? Am I because the last time I looked at this, I, was t- I had tied for the best record? Yes. I'm not anymore, but I'm tied for second, okay? But I'm looking at this, and I see rank. Brandon Berg, number one, six and four. He got six picks right. He got four, four, of, them, four of them wrong, but he's in first place. Luke's uh, got nine out of the ten right, but he's in fourth place. I've got eight and two record, and I'm sitting there. And tied for sixth place, for crying out loud. I mean, Sam, Surveyor Sam's got the same exact record as you. Kevin's got the same exact record as you. But they're in the last two spots right now. Confidence points, schmoppidence points, man. Okay, our founding fathers didn't put confidence points on the Battle of Bunker Hill or anything like that. You know, you're just, you're not, you should be confident in the picks that you make regardless. You don't need to put a handicap on there. This isn't bowling in high school to have a better average in your advanced boys' phi ed class to get, you know, a better score on there. Okay? Next time we do this, get rid of the confidence points. Straight up, pick it. First of all, our founding fathers did have confidence points called the American Constitution. Okay, that was good. <laughs> Second, or were you just waiting for that? First of all, uh, that's all I had. <laughs> I was—I'll be honest. I saw that. I'm like, I'm like, I gotta be doing good in my picks. And I look at it. I'm like, how the hell? And you I can do, still I, change them around. No, no. Once I'm in, I'm in. It's all like right. it's like a marker when you do your brackets. You do it once. I do. I integrity. do the sheet. I believe in the sheet of integrity. The sheet so. of integrity. Yep. But uh, my confidence in you ever running a pool again is just down. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! I've been waiting all week to call you out on that, man. Playing the whole confidence pick thing. 
Good gracious. I knew you told me about it, too, but I'm like, yeah, screw it. I'm just making picks. Because mm-hmm. how much of a factor could it be? Apparently a lot. Right now, anyway. <laughs> Apparently a lot. Yeah. <laughs> One game over 500, and you're in first place. No. Unreal. Unreal. So for everybody else out there, I'm to the to the Parkers. He's in second. To the uh, to the to Luke's to the to the Rons to the Curtis to the John to the Jasons. We all point our finger at you, <laughs> sir, and say shame on you. And that's weak for confidence points. No confidence points. Then you're ignoring me right now. So. And that is going to do it for us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our good friends from Hy-V and Toyson Ford. Have a very Merry Christmas. We're going to be off here for a little bit, so have a very Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year, everybody. And until next time, I'm Dan Casper. I'll see you. Actually, I'll talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.